today's episode of The Breakaway, presented by Los Rios Community College District. Republic FC legend Cam Owasa joins the podcast. We discuss a lot of various things uh, heading into the Open Cup match next week. We will have more of a preview on Colorado. That's early next week before the match. This is more focusing on the Sacramento side of things. Uh, so excited to talk with Cam. We discuss a lot of things heading into that match, including do you prefer to have, as a, from a player's perspective, have a little bit of a break or feeling good with some momentum um, on short rest, which are kind of the two options here is uh, Colorado plays LA Galaxy uh, tomorrow on Saturday. So a lot of good stuff, uh, plus all kinds of other elements we get into on today's episode of The Breakaway. Sacramento Republic FC fans, UC Davis Health is here to keep you in the game so you can score a healthier future. From adult and pediatric care to sports medicine and orthopedics, their providers focus on achieving better health for the very young to the young at heart. Find a doctor you connect with at any of their 17 primary care clinics throughout the region, including Davis, Sacramento, Folsom, Roseville, Rockland, and more. Learn how they can support you at choosehealth.ucdavis.edu. At Elk Grove Charter School, our students chase their dreams. Students advance at their own pace. EGCS offers flexible schedules, small class sizes, and accelerated learning in a fully accredited learning environment. We help students balance their academic goals while pursuing their passions in club sports, performing arts, entrepreneurship, and much more. Elk Grove Charter School is now enrolling. Learn more by going to egcs.egusd.net or give us a call at 916-714-1653. We're confident our students will astound you. Joining us on the podcast, uh, Republic FC legend, all-time leading scorer for your Sacramento Republic, Cam Awasa, ahead of Open Cup next week. A lot of stuff to talk about. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Always a pleasure, buddy. Let's get let's get rolling. Yeah, I don't have any I don't have any fun stuff to start it off. I feel like every time I usually start with a joke question. I don't have any of that today, so I'm sorry. Well, you're you're saving all those for the current players, right? I you know I I am not man. I don't know what's going on with the. Th I just have I guess. You know, once you hit the top and you hit the ceiling of nicknames of Cam Burger and Cammy Whammy, you kind of just kind of retire at that point. You know, the problem is the problem is you got your promotion and now you don't have enough time on your hands to come up with the stupid stuff. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is very accurate. Um, but, there, you know, there's one I've thought about, uh, but I've thought I've seen it before, which is uh for Jacker, you got it's like moves like Jagger, but it's moves like Jacker. So I came up with that one. Yeah, it's it's okay. Um, I mean, let's be honest; like none of them are very good. So. No, no, no. It's all right. <laughs> that's that's perfectly on brand for you. That's the whole point, though, right? Yeah, yeah but you're absolutely right. I have not had as much time to dive into some of that. <laughs> so, um, but excited to chat with you. Um, obviously, a big week ahead for Sacramento. They got the bye week this weekend, which. I would imagine, right, former player, how much did you love the bye weeks? Oh, it was the best. Honestly, you get the schedule in the beginning of the season, you circle the weekends that you don't have <laughs> games. So, you know, the boys, I'm sure, have been looking forward to this since the since the first game kicked off. And, you know, it's obviously perfect timed and timed, you know, intentionally by uh, Coach Briggs and, and Todd Donovan on making sure you get some break. You had three games in seven or eight days. Uh, then the full week off heading into Open Cup next Tuesday, Colorado, uh, almost said Colorado Springs, Colorado Rapids next Tuesday, uh, coming off a game where they play three days prior and then play again that weekend. So they are going to be in a jam packed schedule. They're struggling in league play right now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of works out for them. I I'm, I'm interested from your point of view, 
you know, coming into a, a big open cup game like this, you're playing at home, you know, Colorado hoping to get some momentum this weekend. I believe they play LAFC and then Sacramento getting some time off from a player's perspective, from your perspective, what would you prefer having that time off, getting those fresh legs coming into this big match or have some momentum going into it, playing just a few days later? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's pros and cons. I personally like being well-rested, um, feeling like you, you have a full tank going into it. You know, at the end of the day, there's no excuses. If you're coming off a three days rest, you got to go out there and you got to, you know, give it everything you have. I would say the, the, the bigger thing is for, for coach Briggs. I mean, that for him, he doesn't have to, think twice about anything you know the one of the things about the open cup is with the midweek games you're like all right do I rest guys do I worry about legs you know all these different things for this it's it's full go let's put my best 11 out there and and see what we can do so he doesn't have to worry about that aspect of it which I think is is more important more so than on the players the players it's it's another game the boys will be ready to go regardless and even if they're not they'll, they'll trick themselves into being ready to go but uh i think for him he doesn't have to overthink it he can just go out there and play the guys he wants to play and obviously the team's off to an unbelievable start uh first place undefeated 18 points um i thought the last open cup match they played really well against oakland um got the one nil victory nick ross came out or you know started his first game of the year i think well maybe i think he started the other open cup match, but gets his second start of the year and uh, comes in and scores the big goal on a beautiful uh, bending uh, shot outside the box. I believe it was outside the box. So for Sacramento though, you come in, you're in first place, you're, you're flying high, you're playing well at home, a little bit of comfort. Um, but I want to, I mean, obviously Colorado's going to know, Hey, this is a team that upset many MLS teams last year. Like we can't take this for granted. How do you think they come into this game in terms of how they are trying to focus on how to break down Sacramento. Yeah, there's two sides. For the Republic, as you said, obviously flying high, great start to the season. But anytime you get a chance to play an MLS team, you're going to take that as an opportunity to go prove yourself. So, you know, I'm not worried at, in the slightest bit about the Republic coming into this game with any complacency. They're going to be flying and ready to go. Um, from a Colorado standpoint, um, they're struggling, right? I mean, they're, they're having a tough start to their season. And so – in a way that could actually make this a tougher game for the Republic. Um, oftentimes the teams that are really flying in league play in MLS, um, they'll kind of look down on the open cup or, or, you know, not take it as seriously. Uh, but for a team that's struggling, maybe they look at this as like, Hey, this is our best opportunity to try to win a trophy this year. And they're going to put all their eggs into that basket. So um, it kind of could go either way. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado, even though they play, just a few days prior. I wouldn't be surprised if they put out a really, really strong lineup Tuesday night. Made in the Shade Tent Rentals is your number one choice for tent rentals in Sacramento and throughout Northern California. From concerts and festivals to corporate events, outdoor dining to private special events, construction, manufacturing, or farming, whenever you need shade, whatever the occasion, we've got you covered. Visit madeshade.com to inquire about options. That's M-A-D-E shade.com. Choosing the right health plan for you and your family is simple with Western Health Advantage. Their plans include wellness programs that put you in the game and on the field with ways to stay fit and healthy. Check out their affordable plans that have been keeping our community strong for over 25 years. Go online to westernhealth.com. That's westernhealth.com for more information. That's kind of what we saw with Sporting Kansas City, right? But obviously it was later in the year. It's still really early for Colorado, so maybe they bounce back. But they've only had one win so far in league play. 
one win, three uh, losses, and six draws with nine points. They're in 12th in the Western Conference, which is not not a great start for them. They haven't lost in their last five, but they've they've had four draws and one win in their last five matches. They've only scored six goals this year. That's the aspect that I think is going to be interesting. They don't let up that many goals either. Um, four clean sheets on the year. They've played a few more uh, league matches than Sacramento, so that's kind of skewed a little bit. Sacramento has six clean sheets, so defensively you can see um, how good Sacramento has been if you've if we've watched, which of course you and I have. That's been some one of the things that we aren't that surprised about, how good they've been defensively. But when you talk about how Colorado, how serious are they going to take this game, I kind of think back to Sporting Kansas City. It's the same conversation we had around the semifinal where it was like, all right, this is a team that's probably not going to make the playoffs. Sporting Kansas City, very famous for going all in on the Open Cup. This is a match they took seriously. Obviously, they did that. Um, Sacramento just happened to, to hang on and beat them in, in PKs. Um, one of the things, I, and I don't want to focus too much on on the rapid side of this. We're going to do that early next week with um, with Devin Kerr. But for Sacramento, you've come into playing these these teams that have a bigger budget. They have uh, players that play at the top flight level in, in, in America and MLS, they're going to really want to put it to Sacramento. How, what is your, what is the approach? What does Sacramento's approach need to be coming into this game? I mean, I think everything stays the same. Uh, going back to last year, as you mentioned, the defense has become the identity of this team uh, off to a flying start this year. And they've scored a lot of goals, but the reason why Sacramento is at the top of the table is because they're not allowing goals. You know, uh, the defense has been stout and, the defense was stout last year in the Open Cup run, right, even against MLS teams. And so I would expect to see more of the same. And it's definitely going to be a defensive matchup. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see this game go to extra time at nil-nil. Um, if a final score in in regular time is 1-0, I think that would be pretty fitting given, as you said, both of these teams are, are you know, very, very good defensively. So it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a grind, and it's going to be that much more important to take any opportunity that you get. But, um, you know, I, th I think that's a, a, that's a way that Sacramento is very comfortable in playing. They've proven that these kind of grinded out, you know, one or two opportunities each way and then, you know, nip a goal. Like we talked about that game in Oakland you mentioned. Uh, you, get the, you get the wonder goal from Nick Ross, and then you – you hold on, you don't give up, you know, very many opportunities for Oakland, you, you come out with the win. And so I think that's the formula. And I, I, I very highly doubt that uh, anything deviates on Tuesday night. Well, that's kind of similar to the Detroit city game as well, where Sacramento gets a, gets a goal early and then just kind of rides it out, grinds out the victory. Is there any sort of concern in your mind from, okay, we, they started out so hot scoring so many goals. Now the goals have kind of slowed a little bit, right? They scored one last weekend. Sebastian Herrera got his first of the year, which was great to see. Um, is there any sort of concern on that aspect of it? Or is it like, Hey, listen, I think those games that those were wide open. They were playing so well. Now teams are, you know, scouting a little bit better. Like what, what can you attribute that to? I think it's just the ebbs and flows of a season. Yeah. Uh, I, I could tell you from firsthand experience that just throughout the year, there's going to be times where you're hot, where it seems like everything that comes off your boots hitting the back of the net. And there's other times that it seems like you can't buy a goal. And it just, it is what it is. And it happens. And you just got to stay confident in what you're doing and trust the process. Uh, that's, and that's part of why the identity of this team being defensive, that's something that's a lot easier to keep consistent. It's easier to limit other teams' chances. Um, and then, you know, call on your keepers to bail you out every once in a while. Uh, 
I'd be concerned if the Republic wasn't creating chances, but that's just not the case. They're still creating plenty of opportunities. It's just a matter of, you know, getting that final touch sometimes, or, you know, sometimes maybe not even getting a shot off, but it's like, oh, that final pass is right there. And if, and you know, if that gets through, it's a clear cut chance and maybe that's a goal. So um, I, I still think that the offense is, is humming along just fine, creating chances. And it's, you know, we're, never know you come into the next game and even against a team like Colorado with a stout defense, you could put two, three, four up and I wouldn't be shocked because that's the type of firepower this team has. So I should mention Colorado has given up 11 goals. This is again, all in league play. Uh, that's in 10 matches. So about a goal a game, which is not, not or as pretty good. I should say they've scored six Sacramento's we've mentioned their goal differential before they've scored 14, only given up two in eight matches, which is pretty un- incredible. As you mentioned. Beller. Yeah. I don't know if you can do much better than that. Um, I want to quickly mention some injury stuff. So potential Lee Desmond may be coming back into the, into the flow for this game, which would be interesting into the center back position. We know how great he was in the Open Cup last year. Potentially Damia Villadere. I don't think Roro will be back for this match. But specifically, let's kind of dive into the, that aspect. Aldair Sanchez, I think, has played so well at that lat, left wing back spot, kind of filling in that role. Um, but without Roro, have you seen the creativity dip at all when he's not out there? We talked about it. It was a massive dip last season when he wasn't on the field. But this season, there's still been some goals. There's there's still been some creativity. It hasn't been as much. But do you expect it to kind of, as guys start to kind of find their roles, maybe come back up, not to completely fill Roro's sh- shoes because that's you know he's so incredible in so many ways. But do you expect to maybe see Sacramento start to kind of figure out who they are without him on the field here in the, for the last couple matches? Yeah, if there is any cause for concern offensively, it is the fact that there's that that omission, right? It's it's your, in my opinion, still your best player, you know, the fi- fine wine, right? Better with age. Like he legitimately is the guy that's out there pulling all the strings. And so you take him out of the mix and yeah, it's it's a big, it's a big hole to, to replace. But that's why you go out and you get a guy like Russell, who's such a good creator as well. Um, you know, Kecko is continuing on what he did last year and is another guy that can be really creative on the ball. And um, so from that standpoint, it's, it's still a, it's still a pretty big gap, but I don't think it's nearly what it was last year. Uh, We've got guys that can fill that role. And at least you don't want Roro out all season, but if he's going to miss some time here and there, you got guys that can step up and and take on some of that, some of that weight of the, the playmaking and, uh, you know, like I said, we're still creating enough chances. It's maybe yeah. not as many chances as as we were creating earlier in the year when when Roro was playing, but it's still plenty of chances and, and certainly enough to go out and get wins. That's what's going to be interesting. The fact that Sebastian Herrera came back, started against FC Tulsa last weekend, played re- pretty well, really should have had two goals, um, scored one, and then I think one got called offside, which you can question about that. Um, but uh, you can tell, and one of them was, we've talked about it. We haven't really seen it, how good he is aerially. And the one that was offside, you could see it, how, how good he was in the air, just pounded it off the head, off his head in the back of the net. So excited to see him come in to the full. Like, you know, if, you, if you're without Royal and Sebastian, maybe there's more concern going into this Colorado game. Obviously, Sacramento is still the underdog. doesn't really matter um, because they're at home. It doesn't matter their success last year. Their success last year doesn't really affect this game, right? It's like a roll of the dice. It's different. No matter time, like, you know, if you had a, it's, you know, listen, Cam, I'm a gambling man. I go to the, I go to Red Hawk Casino. All right. If I, I know that I'm not going to get a couple blackjacks in a row. So I, the, the chance of a second blackjack, not the same. That's a bad example, isn't it? Let me switch that up. <laughs> Blackjack's not the one to mess with here. So let's say roulette. Roulette's there the same go. every time. Thanks.
I should not do that. Was <laughs> Hey, I was sure. trying to get a, I was trying to get talking heady where I had like a big time analogy for the explanation and it completely backfired on me. <laughs> um, but no, whatever, whatever happened in the open cup last year, that doesn't affect what's going on this year. So Sacramento has got to come in with a completely clean slate and they got to go out and, you know, they are the true underdog in this Colorado Rapids match, a team that, um, you know, has not started the season. This might be kind of the way they want to, get their season going, right? That's got to be something that's got to be in the back of both teams' minds. Yeah, I think the only thing that carries over from last year is the name on the front of the jersey. The fact that it's Sacramento Republic that played in the final last year. I think these MLS teams are going to think like, hey, that's not going to be me this year. You know what I mean? And yeah. so if anything, I think it makes the road harder because there's, there is yeah. a sense of pride, you know? Like, I'll be the first one to tell you when we were – you know, when I was still playing and we beat some MLS teams, it's pretty easy to look at the other side and be like, well, they didn't take that game very seriously. You know, like, and don't get me wrong, like on their best day, we could still beat them. Just like last year, Kansas City threw their best best team at us. And, you know, we were able to prevail in, in pens. But um, for the most part, the MLS teams don't take it as seriously and the, and the USL teams do. And especially part- early rounds. Yeah, absolutely. And part of the problem is the USL teams and the MLS teams, the gap is getting smaller and smaller. There's so much talent that's in this league now. I mean, it's night and day from my, my first year in, in 2015. Um, you'd look around the league and there was, you know, three or four teams that were legitimately good teams. And then there was a bunch of, bunch of scrubs, to be completely honest with you. Now, every single team is a good team and the elite teams in within the USL are like really good. And so that gap between a really good USL team and any MLS team, honestly, is very, very small. I mean, I've been saying this for a while. The difference between a USL team and the MLS team is pretty much three or four guys, and those are the guys that are making over a million dollars a year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, Colorado. We know I know a little bit about them just from uh, playing MLS Fantasy in our office. Yarbrough, their goalkeeper, is one of the best in the league. Um, so that's a guy that I think will be interesting to see if Sacramento does get chances, are they able to squeak one by him? He's also great in penalties. I think he saved the penalty last weekend or maybe two weekends ago. Um, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fascinating. I'm thinking, I'm trying to, I'm looking back, uh, the, these two teams, I don't think have ever played in we, the, we open played cup. the Rapids in a preseason game in yeah. 2018 or something, but I think that's it. I have 14 and I have 16 on my notes here. Is it 16? Yeah, actually, yeah, 16. Yeah, preseason game. I remember playing them in preseason. Um, so it's going to be – it's gonna be. what about the uh, the aspect of elevation? Like, I know I, – I listen, I'm, I'm out of shape, all right? If I go up and play in, <laughs> in Denver, right, it's going to affect me. Does it have any sort of effect when they come down to like a, a normal sea level elevation? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any experience like living full time and playing full time. No, I know, but when you come back to when you come back from playing Colorado Springs, is it any different? I I don't think that's long enough to be like, oh, now I got like mountain lungs or whatever. But uh, (laughs) you know, they I don't know. Don't like Olympians go and train in Tahoe and stuff like that. So there's got to be something to it, but. I don't think it's big yeah. enough of an advantage to really make that much of it. It's, it's probably about the same advantage as it is when, you know, the, as what the disadvantages of going to play in, you know, Colorado Springs, or we obviously used to go to Reno all the time and play. And um, at least for me, when you, when we go play in elevation, I think you get tired really fast. Whereas like five minutes in, you'd be like, Whoa, I'm breathing kind of heavy. And then you just kind of get used to it. 
So I don't think it's that big of an advantage or disadvantage. So, you know, if anything, uh, unfortunately, the the forecast doesn't look like it's going to get there, but I think it's a disadvantage for those guys when they come here and it's really hot. So I I wish it was going to be hotter on on Tuesday, but it looks like it's not going to be the case. Yeah, that might have been the dumbest question I've ever asked on this podcast. And there's been some dumb ones. That might have been it. (laughs) I should have known that. That's what the people want, though. That's why they tune in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) I don't even know how to recover from that. You're right. They probably do. This is going to get it. This is going to be interesting. Okay. So I want to last couple things because I want to I want to quickly touch on um, some of the aspects, what you've seen from Sacramento this year that has been so impressive to you. you you've broadcasted a couple games. You've watched others um, as well. We talked about how good the defense is. What has it been about the attack that you think has been so impressive? I think it's that the fact uh, the fact that they're dynamic. If you watch, especially when they got all their guys out there, when it's Roro, in my opinion, Roro, Kecko, and, uh, and Russell, when they're all out there together, how interchangeable they are, mm. um, that's just really hard to defend. I mean – Obviously, soccer is a fluid sport, so it's not like, you know, football where it's like, hey, I'm, you know, this corner is marking this receiver or, or in, in basketball. Oftentimes you're like, hey, I'm I'm guarding the small forward. I'm, I'm guard, you know, he's guarding the center or whatever. Um, soccer is much more fluid than that outside of maybe a fullback winger matchup. It, it switches up a lot. But even even uh, that being said, like our winger is not going to be, you know, going at you know, another team's outside back the whole time. Those guys are so interchangeable and so so fluid that it, it ends up getting guys turned around. And so they, then all of a sudden you're able to find these gaps. And so you find Russell in a gap and he can turn and run at the back line. And then it, it creates stress in their back line. Then he plays, you know, maybe Jack running through or he can get a ball in, into, you know, Herrera's feet at the top. And, you know, that sort of thing, it just – it keeps your the back line, you know, always always stressed out, and then the line starts to drop and drop and drop, and then the more they drop, then there's all this space underneath for Roro to pick up the ball, and you give Roro time and space, and he's just going to pick you apart. And so, and even without Roro, I mean, you know, all the guys on this team, whether it's you know Nick Ross or Lagrasa or or Luis, like all of these guys in the midfield, um, you give them time and space as that back line starts to drop farther and farther back, and you know, good luck, they're gonna it's going to be nightmares. So, um, you know, how, uh, how teams counter that, you know, a good team like Colorado, they'll, I'm sure they'll have some sort of game plan. Maybe they'll make it a point to, to say, Hey, we're going to keep our line higher and we're going to dare you to beat us over the top. Because if there is one weakness for the Republic is there's not like the blazing speed up top this year, you know? Um, but, but still, I think those guys are so dynamic on the ball, and they're so quick. They're not necessarily fast in that sprint sprint speed, but they're all so quick turning and dribbling and getting in and out of tight spaces that it just becomes a nightmare for back lines. I want to ask about Sebastian Herrera. His ability to hold up on the, against that back line is unbelievable. I mean, he you can just see how much effort he puts into making sure that he can hold up the ball when they pass it to him and then distribute – how difficult is that and how important is that for Sacramento in maintaining possession as they try to start advancing and building into their play? Yeah, it's huge, especially because, I mean, don't get me wrong, by no means is he a little guy, but he's not like this huge target striker that yeah. a lot of teams have, right? I mean, he's he's just, you know, he's a lot stronger than the package that he comes in, right? Uh, but it's been, it's massive. I, you know, the game that I think about, I was fortunate enough to be on the broadcast for was away at San Antonio and um, I thought his absence was felt pretty, 
pretty greatly because that's a really physical team, you know, a back line that wants to try to hit you in the back and, and things of that nature. We just didn't have that guy that could stand up there, hold the ball up, you know, either lay it off or draw a foul and get our lines moved up. And um, at times that was, that was a, a, a big deal for us as we got pinned in a couple of times and fortunately, you know, held out for the nil nil draw, but um, game in and game out. It's so important to be able to do that. Like I said, being able to step your lines up um, it's, it's such a, it's such a critical thing. Otherwise, especially against a good side in, in Colorado, they're, they're struggling in MLS, but they're still a good side. Um, and if they're able to pin you back and you don't have somebody to relieve that pressure, hold it up, like I said, not necessarily keep the ball every time, but maybe draw a foul, things of that nature. Um, that's so important to be able to just give yourself a little bit of breathing room and, and be able to relax and keep some possession, catch your breath, and then go on the offensive. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I am obviously excited. The open cup, I, I hope is, is continuing just to grow and grow, uh, because it is such a fun tournament. Um, and you know, obviously after last year, there was a lot of fun to be had for all of us. Hopefully that can continue. Good, big match on uh, Tuesday. Cam will be out there doing keys to the match pregame. Did we step on the keys of the match at all? Um, were you going to talk about elevation? I was not going to talk about elevation, so I think we will probably be okay. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Good to see you. I'm excited to see you next Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, should be a, should be a fun match, that's for sure. Definitely. Can't wait. Thanks, brother. Our thanks to Cam Owasa for jumping on the podcast. Big match coming Tuesday. Try to grab your tickets now. SacRepublicFC.com slash tickets. I need to pack the house. Have a big, big Sacramento audience for an MLS opponent like Colorado. And hopefully the boys can pull off a cup set. We're excited to have you. And uh, we will see you next Tuesday. And as always, go Republic!